the Sounds of Stadium podcast, episode number 97, where you join myself, Chris, alongside one of my hosts, the man of many pixels, Mr. Richie. Hello. And alongside him, we have a very special guest. We did tease him a long time ago, not in person, but we teased him for the podcast. Uh, joining us all the way from the Nerf Report, the host, in fact, one Mr. Brian Chappelle. Welcome to the show, sir. Good morning, or good afternoon for you guys. Very good morning. We should point out to our listeners, it's it's that dark where you are because the sun's not even risen yet. <laughs> it's yeah, actually... Got, uh, I, I normally would do coffee, but in honour for um, my previous uh, fellow Britons, I uh, I guess you guys are in Britain, right? Yeah, yeah. Great yeah, Britain. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some tea for you this morning. I mean, oh, fantastic. We, we threw it over the ship back in the old days, but we, we drink a ton of it now, so we're just like... It. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, what uh, what brand? I feel like I need to ask what brand is it as a Brit. Um, unfortunately, it is Lipton, which is probably the most like white trash tea you can get in America. <laughs> is, is it iced? No, no it's, uh, it's hot. So Good, good. Have you got milk yeah, in there? Yeah. That's my important no. question. I just you, do it black. I mean, you're doing it wrong already, but uh, <laughs> you can you can be forgiven. This is this, this isn't a podcast, thankfully, where we scrutinise tea. It's uh, it's all about stadium news and gaming news, and I'm sure many of our viewers, I think half our audience is uh, here in England as well. I'm sure they'll have stuff to say in the comments below, but that's not why you're here. You're here as an honoured guest. Thank you very much for joining us today. We're going to be talking about all of the stadia and gaming news because we've got a fantastic show lined up for our viewers and listeners already today. We're going to be breaking down all of the August Pro games that just went live as of yesterday, time of recording. In fact, at the time of watching this on the Monday, Grime only just came out today, so we'll be digging into all that. We'll be talking about new games arriving, free-to-play weekends, some great updates from the uh, development team behind the scenes, scenes at Stadia, which is making your games better for you and better for the audiences out there, a couple more game ratings, and some updates for some big AAA titles on the platform. But before we do get into all that juicy news with our lovely guest and Richie, uh, just a quick reminder, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel below, and Click that bell so you are kept in the loop with all things here at Sounds of Stadia. We do live streams, we do Let's Plays, we do community discussion in our Discord chat, so don't forget to click on that link below too. And more importantly, we bring you the Sounds of Stadia podcast and a fantastic topical side quest, which is, again, another great episode this week we've got lined up. So you can get all that content, and if you don't click the bell, you don't get reminded, and then you could forget about us, and we'll just slip away into the ether of the internet, and you'll never know who we are or what we look like or if we put milk in our tea ever again but yes big show this week but before we get into all of that stuff uh quick one brian i want to give you a bit of a platform here just to talk about your channel if, if for some reason our audience which i know are guaranteed 99 percent of them should have already heard about you and your amazing nerf report channel tell the people what who, who you are and what you do yeah so my name is bryant um I, I am the host and uh executive producer of the nerf report which is a uh, daily gaming news show um, and it, we, we talk primarily about cloud gaming in general is kind of what the, the main topic is about so uh, very heavy on Google Stadia but we also talk about you know Amazon Luna uh, kind of some of the emerging platforms of like what Walmart's doing and Netflix and uh, of course PlayStation and uh, occasionally some GeForce Now stuff but a kind of a, a revolving library we do a morning show that's like a deep dive into a topic and then in the afternoon, it's just kind of like, here's everything that happened in the day, just one show to watch. And it's kind of like the idea that we took all the day's gaming news and nerfed it into one show, essentially. Uh, so you can just 
you know three minutes of your time and you know everything that happened today yeah it's fantastic stuff and if you've not checked out that go Thank do I, I often find myself watching the videos because it's it's all well we use stadia sauce i'm sure you do for yeah. so much of your news and shout out to dan mm-hmm. and the team over there but there's something about having it in video format in a, in a 21st century world with the tiktok crew out there it's much easier to, for me again to just digest with having someone as charismatic as yourself bringing that. I love the little bit of comedy you sprinkle in your videos sometimes. <laughs> well, it does make it sometimes more digestible than a, an article as such to really land home in the the back of these neuro synapses at the back here. Sometimes they record things better through video than they do the written words. So thank you for everything you do over there. And like I said, check it out if you haven't done so already. Uh, I, I watch it a lot at work, so I can take in the news while I'm actually doing my job. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Which is easier than like reading articles. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you guys say that because like I've, I've, that's kind of what spawned creating the channel was because all these major news publications um, of like IGN, Kotaku, GameSpot, all of these people, you know, they're still posting, you know, articles. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it's 2021. You would think that with, a comp- with companies that big that not only would you post an article, but you'd have like a video format of that article even if it's reading word for word what that Mm. article is um just because there are so many different um types of gamers that want to consume media differently you have the gamers who want to read articles you have the gamers like us who like watching videos but then you also have gamers like your audience who may prefer hey i just want audio i don't want anything else i may be driving in the car right now which if you are make sure your headlights are on check your blinkers stop at the stop signs um but you know, it, it, it's interesting how gaming media still hasn't really jumped on board to to ensure that you kind of have all the different media contents available for stuff like that. Yeah, it certainly is interesting. And uh, there's, there's been a lot of massive shifts. And us, again, when, as soon as we started this podcast, we were dead set and we wanted it on audio feeds, podcast services, because, again, as a listening show, I listen to so many of my gaming podcasts through audio whilst I'm at work, whilst I'm driving, and it's so easy to consume. And sometimes, yeah, you don't have the time to prioritize, but that was one of our key things early doors to get on. I know um, you're, you're a kind of funny fan as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Greg Miller. And the yeah, 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 that, that's a, yeah. how I consume a lot of their content. The, the movie reviews, the game reviews, it's just stick it on. Two hours of my life has gone, but I'm also being proactive. I'm in the garden doing something, I'm at work, I'm driving. And it is just so much easier than, than reading a seven-page <laughs> review of a video game or something. And you get people's impressions, and like as you'll know, you just kind of agree with their... You kind of get on the same page as them. You realize your your um, hobbies and stuff line up, your interests, and then you kind of think, yeah. actually, it's, it's much better than just reading a seven-page review article on something from someone you don't know. And I think that's definitely the way the industry's flipped. So uh, when we're all on that crazy train. So one, my follow-up question, I guess, Brian, while we have you on, is what, what made you lean into the Stadia content a little bit? I know you, you're quite neutral across the board, but I think you're one of probably the mm. early people who you didn't look at it through the lens of a lot of journalism sites have done. And I think yeah. your early videos, I remember people sharing them, going like, oh, look at this honest take on Stadia. And I think it was just refreshing to see people not suddenly go down the throat of it doesn't work, it's crap, X, Y, Z. It was just actually the tech works and you've kind of just built up, like we have, we've just kind of grown with the community. Yeah, I think that, you know, there, there's two things that attracted me to the Stadia. Uh, the first thing that attracted me is obviously it's a brand new technology and, you know, the idea that you don't need consoles or anything like that. Like that, that's a dream. Um, 
I, I travel a lot for my normal job. And when I'm going, I've got a suitcase or previously I had a suitcase that was filled with like my PlayStation, my switch Same. and all the accessories that are necessary. Um, and it was like, that was such a hassle to pack up. So when Stadia came out, I was like, wait, you're telling me all I need is a Chromecast. Or all I need is my phone and a controller. And I, I can have that entire suitcase replaced. And um, that, that was definitely the big attracting factor. But then, I, I mean, I was pretty heavily involved into content creation. And then I saw Stadia as a source of revenue as well from the perspective of the like, hey, if you do a video or at the end of a video, you could be able to jump into a video game immediately. Um, and I and and then I started clicking of like you know it's already huge where you've got like the doctor disrespects of the world and you've mm -hmm. got like the ninjas of the world where um, they play a game when they're selling it but oftentimes they're not getting a kickback on that sale so from the idea of a content perspective where I could post a video about like Assassin's Creed and then Google Stadia would be like hey put this affiliate link at the end of your video uh, and then you could start getting revenue you know. Granted, there's a there's a fine line between being money hungry and being ethical in that mm -hmm. point. Um, but at the same point, it's just like, you know, content creation is hard. Um, so any extra source of revenue that you can add on there, I mean, that that definitely is going to intrigue me from that perspective as well. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of interest and caveats. I think that makes Stadia that just that mm -hmm. little bit different, that that slight change from the traditional formula that that breaks it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, yeah and they're, they're only growing. I think it's I think it's important to note too that every cloud gaming platform has their own little unique thing that makes them special, and, and I think that that's what's so exciting about cloud gaming as a genre, right? Mm. Is that every single one of them, whether it be Stadia or Luna or GeForce or Xbox, they've got their unique gimmick, kind of like in the old WWF days, and it's mm -hmm. like that's what makes them <laughs> cool, you know? Like this is why why it's here, or this is why you should check it out, and. Um, I think it's going to blur a little bit here in the next couple of years, yeah. but I, I think that, you know, cloud gaming as it evolves is only going to get better and, and Stadia is only going to get better. And, you know, that that's one of the things that kind of going back to your earlier question, you know, Stadia was the first console to launch since the Xbox. And I think that you have a whole generation of journalists and influencers who have just understood that Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo, that's all we have and they haven't been around for that introduction of a console and the mm. building of a community and the building of a user base. So when something comes out, they immediately expect it to be PlayStation or they immediately yeah. expect it to be as good as Netflix. And it's like, that's that's not how things work. Yeah, it's uh, it's human nature. We've said many times podcasts, humans just don't like change, full stop. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to introduce them. But gradually, over time that new generations come through newer people new children grow up and this this is now all they know there's going to be so many people out there who will grow up just playing on the phone because that we've seen it with mobile mobile games and such that's all they know and that's not strange then whereas i don't know about you but i know me and richie we barely play mobile games because we just we prefer yeah. your traditional console we are console gamers usually first and foremost but you're mm -hmm. telling me there's going to be millions upon millions of children who've been given a smartphone from the time they were sat in a pram or a buggy and that's all they've ever played on on their on their mobile, yeah. and they don't care. They don't care mm -hmm. about Xbox yeah. PlayStation because they they grew up with everything. They've had access to the internet since the second they they popped out in the hospital. So they just right. don't don't know. And it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting time, and it's only going to grow and get bigger. And like it's such a it's such a young place industry right now, still with cloud gaming. Like you said, there's there are going to be some changes. There is going to be some alterations, altercations as well. And uh, 
I'm just happy we're along for the ride as far as we're concerned. Well, and I think the interesting note about mobile is like, I look at my niece who is, I think, seven or eight years old, and she's obsessed with Minecraft, like any kid that mm -hmm. age is at this point. Um, and when they were over for Easter this year, she was, you know, sitting on my couch playing Minecraft with touch controls. Mm. And if you've never played Minecraft on a mobile app, the touch controls are atrocious. Yeah. So it's like, you look at how many times... Yeah, <laughs> you look at how many times like people will post videos, right? And they're like, oh, we're going to review this controller or this controller's trash. It's like there's a whole generation of kids playing video games right now on touch controls. Mm -hmm. And it's like controllers don't matter. Like, yeah, and having unique features like that don't matter. It's like all kids want to be able to play games. And to your point, it's going to be interesting 10, 15 years from now when those kids are kind of in our position of, you know, where is the video game industry and what is popular still? Minecraft will still be here as well. <laughs> yes. yes. Big, bigger than ever, it'll take over the yeah. world. Uh, fan mm -hmm. Fantastic insight. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm sure the Nerf Report will be there to report on every last piece of it. Um, yeah, before hopefully we... we're owned by like CNN by that point. <laughs> yeah. Tencent, somebody, yeah. Tencent have got yeah. that check ready, ready yeah, to go. THQ, <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the, the Embracer Group will absorb everyone and everything. Um, fantastic. So before we dive into that final couple of pieces, uh, I'm very intrigued to know, uh, Richie, what have you been playing this past week? I've actually years? jumped back in Mass Effect. Oh, have we? Yeah, getting back on um, the train. It's still the loudest game known to man. I literally <laughs> usually I'll have my TV set to like thirty, and that seems like a good volume. It's down to ten, and it was still loud in points. So you still need your TV remote next to you to turn it down or up. Turn it but down. the audio balancing seems to be adjusted quite a lot. Um, it's not perfect, but it's good enough to actually play again. And it's not like I was playing last night for quite a few hours, and it didn't like I, it didn't detract from the gameplay, which it was before. That's good. That's good. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm persevering through Mass Effect Two, so I'm I'm a game ahead of yeah. Rich at the moment. Of course, Brian, Sather, PlayStation, Xbox, you cover everything. We would have loved to play these on Stadia, and it was one of the fingers crossed mm -hmm. EA games we were hoping for, like a nice little curveball surprise out of nowhere. He's three games under one game umbrella, and it didn't come. So, uh, and we've ne neither of us have ever played Mass Effect before. I don't know what your history yeah. is with the franchise, but. Uh, what a better time to jump in than with three three remasters, uh, remake oh, yeah. kind of things of them all. And uh, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying number two. Told it was the best one, so going good so far. Uh, how about yourself? What have you been playing this past week, if you even have any time to play games? Yeah, that I, I jokingly said that to someone this week. I was like, you know, I started my I started becoming a content creator to get free video games, and uh, I don't have time to play games. But this week, I, I did. I was able to carve off some time. Uh, I've been I've been playing Control again on mm. Stadia, um, and I'm sure we'll get into that uh, a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean it, it's that's just such a fun game. It, it's such it, a yeah. solid experience. That's another one I need to go back to. I've got it on mm. PS5 as well because it was their PS Plus game. Mm -hmm. It was. I, I played yeah. for one evening. It didn't fully grip me, and I never went back. Uh, then I went into I had other things on going as well. So that's yeah, the, it's on the list to go back to. That's the life of a gamer. Yeah, I fought yeah. the the edge to purchase it on Stadia thinking it will go down in price because I like like Richie I purchased it I played it got the platinum on PlayStation way back when it came out felt a little peeved off by the whole ultimate edition thing and people mm -hmm. who pre bought the game didn't have any pathway to getting a discount up get up res game up get upgraded game um so I'm kind of like I'm in that thing where it's do I use speak with my wallet by not purchasing it but then it's a great game but then thankfully it's arrived at the time of 
Pro games are about to drop, so I'm also thinking, I'm just about to get five games in, in several yeah. days. I can be patient. I'm telling yeah. adult Chris to just hold off, and hold off. Control is a game I think is highly likely to go pro at some point. Eventually, yes. Yeah. Well, we yeah, we fingers crossed. I was yeah. hoping it would be an August one, but uh, then it's stealth drop. But we'll uh, we'll get into all that. So, uh, control, yeah, it's a great game. Have you fully completed it before then, Brian? Storywise, um, I believe I was probably about sixty to seventy percent through, and then of course, just like you guys, something else popped up, or mm-hmm. you know. Um, some new battle pass dropped or something like that that drew me Cla- classic video games uh, so I, I haven't played the dlc so, so that's the same part I'm actually same I, that, that, that was one of my pet peeves i purchased the season pass because i love the game mm-hmm. so much fest dlc came out and then the whole ultimate edition thing was announced and came out so i thought oh i'll play it when the full sets out and then that whole thing happened i was like oh, i'll play it in its entirety with the ultimate edition and like richie mentioned then we got it as playstation plus so i have the full game sat through there to play on my PlayStation 5. So it's almost like, am I buying it on Stadia just for the sake of supporting the platform? Mm. So then it's this whole back and forth. But just like you, you find with content creation, you spend more time probably watching games and watching clips and trailers and footage of games than you do actually playing them sometimes. So uh, I've got some time set aside for that. (laughs) Um, But speaking of setting time aside, um, of course, Tom, the third member of the Sounds of Stadia crew, is still away on paternity leave. uh, And we do need to do a massive congratulations uh, shout-out for Tom and Holly and the new birth of little baby Joshua. Uh, was born last baby. week. Little techie teacher baby uh, was born last week. Um, won't disclose any more information that that's private, of course. But what we would love you to do, we do have a little hashtag challenge we do here every week, Brian, where um, because Tom's not here, mm-hmm. between friends, it's traditional that you usually give them loads of shit and wind them up and chew them when they're not here. So what we've been doing is every Monday we've been asking our lovely audience out there, our viewers and listeners, to just send Tom a random hashtag. Last week it was uh, human DLC because we came to the conclusion <laughs> that babies are just human DLC. Uh, they cost a lot. They're usually added on to the original uh, content and uh, you get where we're going with that. Uh, so as someone who is also an expecting father later this year, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to yourself and your, your partner as well. Thank and, you. And uh, we Thank look you. forward. We saw that you, you dropped obviously the scan photo I think a few weeks back now exciting yeah. times but also busy yep. busy times not great for a gamer out there no, yeah. um so what we'd like brian is if you've got any top tips for tom anything you've read in those baby books any of those <laughs> what are the classes you go to i would say lamar's lamaze yeah the lamar lamar's burling class yeah i've got mine scheduled for the next couple of weeks and uh um the i mean it's it's too late for him but the the, the big tip <laughs> that i've been told is sleep up man like get your sleep now but um you know, I think the other thing that I would I would say is that just, I mean, grab onto those moments because mm. I look at my, my brother's kids, dude, and like they grew up so freaking fast. And I think that that's going to be like the first year or two years of, you know, when my daughter's finally here, it's like it, it's, things are going to change a little bit just because it's like you want to take in every single one of those moments because, you know, a, a kid can go from like a little baby that comes out all the way to, you know, an 18 year old in the matter of a blink these days. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. It really, really is. Yes. Yeah, so was I supposed to give on. like a nice, warm-hearted tip? The, the tip's fine. Oh, what you can do, okay. is you, oh, okay. you can. Uh, so we've got the hashtag this week. So you can create a okay. hashtag for him if you'd like. Anything can okay. be random. Can be something to wind him up. Okay. Whatever you like. No Ooh. pressure. Hashtag. Um. 
uh hashtag we'll be enjoying games while you're not playing or we didn't set a length so yeah hashtag why you're not playing games or i guess it's 250 characters right yeah. as, lo- as long as it's within the twitter limit yeah um hashtag what i'm playing while you're not sleeping or oh. uh there we go yeah hashtag what i'm playing while you're not sleeping and then everybody just tweet him the video games you're playing right Oh, that's yeah. He'll love that, I'm sure. Although he did say there was this week during his um, his night shifts, we'll call them. Uh, he's decided to go through and watch all the Star Wars movies uh, again. Mm. So he's so although he's not asleep, he's he's obviously got content out there to keep him busy. And I'm sure he'll be checking in on us to just remind us that he is in fact watching the show, and uh, he yeah. knows we try and get him with this every week. So congratulations again to Tom and Holly, and we look forward uh, to seeing more of our little baby Joshua in the future and see what type of gamer he grows up into. But uh, without further delay, gentlemen, I think it's about time we dive into the juicy news this week. So, Brian, if you could do us the honours in Tob's absence and introducing us to the... The super sexy special Thadia Stories segment. Segment, 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 segment. (laughs) A.K.A. The News. (laughs) The News. It is indeed. Uh, thank you very much, Brian. Again, time on a tradition here that uh, Tom would read that out. Uh, I would also, time on tradition, put the graphic up very late. So there's the uh, the news graphic for you all there, just playing catch up. And uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's been a very busy week for Stadia. We always love this time of the month because it means news for us. It means games for you. So let's break it down. First up on the docket, we've got one Killer Queen Black dropping i think it's one of probably the most arcadey fun action game we've played on steering while we've played with our community a little bit on our thursday night live streams uh, we give away some codes and it was so so fun i can't stress from my point of view how much fun killer queen black is doesn't take long to learn the games aren't very long so if you've got half an hour here or there to to kill literally with some bugs yeah. get at it uh brian have you played much of killer queen black I've played the arcade version. I haven't Ooh. had a chance to go into the stadium version. Interesting. So what's your mm-hmm. take on the arcade version then? Because I know this this is a lot of the back and forth. We've not, I've not seen one in person in arcade. I know they oh, exist. Okay. Yeah, so the arcade is pretty sick because there's like, um, I want to say it's four joysticks on one side and then on the other side of the cabinet there's another four sticks. So mm-hmm. you're playing against other people. If you have a full roster, I mean, it's a blast, man, because like, it's just the trash talking among gamers <laughs> and stuff like that. But um no it's a fun game and it's one of those that i think was desperately needed on stadia Mm. um and and hopefully this is one of those games that stays on stadia pro uh for a long time because i think that this is one of those casual games that with the new pro market or the pro uh strategy that they're doing Mm -hmm. i think could actually benefit because i think people will jump into this and play it more than one day in a row and and kind of keep going and play with friends and stuff like that yeah it really is uh richie um, well, I've played with you. Um, we have live stream. We've done the, is it two live streams. We've done Killer Queen Black. I think we did. Yeah, I think we did one with giveaway codes, and we just had that much yeah. fun. We we returned back to it again. Yeah, I mean, I just remember that the devs are awesome with us. They actually jumped in and played with us. Yeah, they put, awesome. yeah. they put us to, to task on uh, how, yeah. <laughs> how good they were, yeah. ever, obviously making the game. But uh, it's just yeah, frantic, crazy action, fun, and everyone forgets about the snail. Everyone forgets about the snail, and there it is, just going slowly snail along. Snail victory is the only true victory. <laughs> some some would say in Killer Queen Black Law. So yeah, shout out to Liquid Bit Games uh, and the crew over there. But if you've not played Killer Queen Black, now you can claim it as a pro title. Go enjoy it in all its frenetic fun. 
Uh, following on from that, we also are getting a Valkyria Chronicles 4. Uh, Richie, I'll probably throw this one over to you. I'm not too clued up on Valkyria Chronicles, but I know you've had this sudden sudden energy burst of uh, Japanese-inspired games. Yes, I've been playing a lot of JRPGs recently. Um, I must admit, this is one that I've, I wasn't that interested in when it first came, but now it's a pro game. Like, I, maybe I'll give it a fair, a fair sh- um, chance. Oh, it depends how much um, Mass Effect grips me at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to jump. I'm excited to jump into it. It's it's an action strategy RPG, so it's very different to what I've been playing. But yeah. I've never played one of the games before, so yeah. Yeah, it's a little more tactical. It's it's one of those where it seems it's a more it's a standalone RPG, so you don't have yeah. to have played the, the previous it's, entries to get into it. Yeah, it's a style of game I don't think I've ever really played much, so hmm. that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm interested in in playing it. Just it's always nice to try new stuff. Yeah, very well reviewed as well. And it is the complete edition, we should point out. So that comes with all the bonus content, all the add-on missions, any unlockable rewards, uh, and includes a little bit of cosmetic stuff in there too. So uh, if you are keen on Valkyrie Chronicles or you've not or you've not scratched that JRPG itch, again, it's just another example of Stadia giving a, a varied lineup on these pro titles. It's not just the same stuff time and time again. Because uh, when I look at this list, there is always a couple that rise to the top. But I'm always happy that there's something for everyone. It's just not just one standalone title. Uh, Brian, any history with the Valkyria Chronicles world? No. Um, <laughs> I, uh, JRPGs aren't really for me. I, I, uh, I, I've played a couple. Like I think you can qualify Final Fantasy as JRPG. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Final, so Final Fantasy, Fantasy is pretty much a epitome of JRPG. Yeah, so 7 and 10 are probably the only JRPGs I've played in my life. Um, and then other than that, I just I, it's hard for me to get mm. into them at this point. No, I think I'm I'm in the same boat. So much as my only real JRPG, oh, it's probably been Pokemon, <laughs> and that's like baby's first RPG, I'd say for that, that on that side. <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh undoubtedly, <laughs> I have so, yeah. such a good spot in my heart. I've been wearing a Pikachu T-shirt all morning. But uh, in terms of yeah, the the other stuff, it's you, I don't know if it's because I've never. A lot of these games never came to the West initially, or they never they were never accessible to me as a child. So then now we're up to the seventh, eighth, fifteenth entry in the series. It's I really feel like I'm so far gone. And even when they say it's a standalone, mm-hmm. it's still yeah. it doesn't quite get me in the door as much as some of like the more Western uh, leaned RPGs I mean, do. My roots in JRPGs are very much Pokemon. Like played the hell out of Pokemon when I was y- when I was younger. Still play now. Mm. I haven't actually played Sword and Shield though. Um, but then my first Final Fantasy was actually Final Fantasy X. I was like, oh, this reminds me of Pokemon, only a bit more grown up, which mm. I was into. And then I was just hooked on the genre. Yeah. See, it's funny you guys, you know, you guys classify Pokemon as a JRPG because that's something that, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Mm. And I, I can see it. I definitely just don't consider, like, it didn't even cross my mind. I've definitely played Pokemon, but I don't know why I didn't classify it as a JRPG. But... Yeah, Pokemon's good, man. If, if we're saying Pokemon's are JRPGs, I'm in. All over the place. I think it ticks all the boxes for what a JRPG is, yeah. or at least traditionally. I know the genre is now kind of expanded and there's like action JRPGs, but your traditional like turn based, strategy based JRPGs, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Pokemon yeah, ticks yeah. every single box. It's it's that thing growing up with it, though, as a child. You're none the wiser where this material comes from. I remember be, having my mind blown when someone told me that the Power Rangers live action show was actually the Japanese version just redubbed with American edits in between the actual yeah. fight scenes and I only mm. learned that like as an adult probably a few years back and uh, it's that in, in between Pokemon how they change certain words so 
I think they called them donuts, but they're actually rice cakes or something in the original one. And you just, oh, I always remember as a child thinking, yeah. that looks nothing like a donut. That's weird. But it's just thinking, oh, it's yeah. just a different world they live in. And yeah, obviously, it was all just converted and ported over and such. So a lot of the games uh, exactly the same. And we've seen Stadia really, really double down on this this kind of market, which we said before, really interesting, not available in Japan. Yeah, there's this sudden Wait. flood of games coming from, from kind of that part of the world. So... Hopefully, only a matter of oh, time. State, yeah, like the actual platform isn't available yeah, yeah, yeah. in Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, there's mm-hmm. some very very like niche JRPGs, like the East series. Like I'd never even heard of before I came to Stadia. Yeah, yeah, when we hit our 200th episode of the Nerf Report, I was uh, we got very close to having Stadia come on the show, um, and that was one of the questions I had was like, when you come to a new market. Um, what do you guys look for? Is there a certain distance to a server that you need to have? Or is there certain that, you know, the country has to have a minimum internet connection of this, or mm. it's like, that's the thing I want to know because like you guys, you probably see the comments all the time. of like, Oh, when is Stadia coming to India? When is yeah. Stadia coming to Japan or when is Stadia coming here? Uh, Brazil's another one that I always see. Um, so it, it's, I think it's, I just really want to know that answer. Like, what do you look for yeah. um, in, in that new market? Yeah, one one of the things we often pose out to our audience, in case there are any of them out there, is when they expanded to those additional five countries, Romania, Switzerland, I forget what the rest of them were, we've seen no change in uptake in people. There's no one who's reached out to us said, oh, I'm from Romania, I play Stadia. And I just think they expanded yeah, to these countries. Now I feel like we've we've heard nothing, we've seen nothing. We didn't know uh, which version of the Premier Edition was going to be uh, boxed over there because at that time the new Chromecast with Google TV was out, so we didn't know if they were going to sell the old variant or the new one packaged in with it somehow, which is actually a story for later on the show. But yeah, it's interesting how they added additional five countries, and I don't I don't know about you as well, but we've seen no kind of change in listenership or viewership from those countries it's almost as though it never actually launched there you would expect a spike almost like one when australia goes live between us english-speaking market big population like video games although their rating system is a bit weird but we Mm -hmm. would expect an english-speaking country to pick up on it and yet australia is another one that's probably going to be last on the list due to their internet infrastructure so time will tell it's it's the it's the interesting you know caveat from a content creator because you do get to kind of see the analytics side of it so you wonder you know who's consuming what and and i always have to remind myself that like you know my audience doesn't dictate kind of what the average stadia player is because Mm. there the there's so many people out there who just come home from work they play a video game and they don't go on youtube or they don't listen to a podcast and um i i tend to find that like my viewership at least is like maybe a um 20% 20% of gamers, I would say, like that, mm-hmm. that it would, I would break it off as 20%, and they're definitely hardcore gamers um, who care passionately about the things that are going on in the industry. Um, but then you have that other 80% who, you know, play Call of Duty. That's the only game they play the entire year, or they play FIFA from 2018, or uh, Madden from 2020, or whatever it is, and, mm-hmm. and they don't buy a new game. Like I saw a statistic recently that was like the average gamer buys one game a year. So it's like when you put it into that perspective, it's like it's just kind of changes, you know, the view mm. of the industry because, you know, I, I pick up one game a month maybe or two games a month. But um, I, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. Yeah. I'd be actually yeah, a, a massive advocate of, say, targeting them gamers because what if, they, if you're someone who buys just FIFA every single year and mm-hmm. that's all you buy, then Stadia gives you an option to do that without having to pay £450 for a console. 
Yeah, it's it's the yeah. the barrier yeah. to entry is absolute minimum, and you're totally right. Yeah, those those one one game per year players, the mass market games, that's who they appeal to. And back to our conversation earlier on about mobile titles, is Fortnite's on mobile and Call of Duty's on mobile, PUBG's on mobile. And there's a reason they're so successful because they break down the barriers to entry. And we said yeah. time and time again, the difference is with that is you could then get home and continue on your big screen TV or your laptop or something a little bit different than a small little handheld. Because as, oh, as good as mobile gaming is, the reality is you're also getting peppered with notifications from Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It does more than just games. So at one point, you will close that down and go back to your life with the phone. But uh, yeah, some, sometimes it's just good to sit in front of the big TV. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, though, things that aren't always as good. Aliens coming to eat our brains, ladies and gentlemen. The next game on your August Pro Tiles is It Came From Space and Ate Our Brains. Uh, the crux of the game, it's a top-down twin-stick shootout where essentially you kill little little pink alien creatures and it's, uh, it looks loads of fun. It was very rem- reminiscent of uh, Dead Nation on PlayStation, Alien Nation, if you've ever played those type of games. Uh, it looks actually quite similar to uh, the upcoming Death Carnival on Stadia. Again, twin-stick top-down shooter. It doesn't really vary it uh, that much when it comes to title-title. But uh, really fun, co-op-looking game. I think we were going to actually do a Let's Play or something on it, Richie, at one point. I can't remember. I think something... Probably uh, the Rainbow Six Siege or something, or Division. I can't remember what it was. Um, but this is one that I'm definitely keen on uh, having a little play alongside our community with it because it just, it just looks like crazy simple fun. Uh, I'll definitely be playing this one. How about you, Richie? Play it up for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might, I might do. I might jump in with you one evening or something. But twin six shooters, I don't tend to go for, so I'm not. I'm probably not going to play it out on my own. Uh, you can be the aliens then. Yeah. In that one, uh, how about yourself, Brian? And does this any do anything for you? You know, this is actually the game that I am uh, most hyped for this month. Ah. Um, yeah, out of all of them, this is one that when it was first announced for Stadia, I was always tempted to buy it because um, I, I always enjoyed uh, like Dead Nation. And I also, mm. there's another game called Rezogun, which oh, is like yes, one of the yep. OG PS4 games. I threw probably like thousands of hours into Rezogun just because it, it's one of those s- simple games where it, it, there's no really mental capacity that's necessary to play it. Like you literally just yeah. shoot and run and that's all you have to do. So I, I, I'm looking forward to a game like that that I can literally just sit down and shut my brain off and just get to play it so uh, th- yeah this is the game that i will be playing probably once we sign off once you've woke up a little bit more because i think uh <laughs> yeah po- yeah <laughs> I, think, I know we pointed out with the cup of tea at the moment but uh yeah it's it's very early where you are on a sunday morning yeah. no doubt so no no i mean it's 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 I, I it's definitely early but at these points you know it's it's life. I'm ready, man. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, <laughs> get up. You got to get up. That is true. That is true. Uh, moving on swiftly to the next tile, we got uh, Epi Epi Story Typing Chronicles, um, which is obviously it's an atmospheric adventure typing game. So a little bit different from your traditional norm. It plays into the ability to have lack and key uh, mouse and keyboard on Stadia. <clears throat> Again, don't know the answer, but very curious to know how this works with controller. I'm guessing it's just an on-screen keyboard. To type out the answer, yeah, that's interesting. Because I know I think yeah, we I th- we theorized this when it was rated. I think it's it great. It utilizes the mouse and keyboard, but yeah, I'm guessing to type the story, the fictional character. This is the one where you actually type the answers in, right? Or is that yeah, typing I feel chronicle? Playing this in the controller, you're playing it the wrong way, even if it does support. It's because these mm-hmm. sort of games are designed to help people actually quietly get better at typing. So if you use a gamepad for that, it's kind of like. 
Ah, uh, yes, or, certainly. Well, in, in the... Making an odd choice. Yeah, in the description, it does explicitly say as well, from movement to opening chests and fighting in epic battles, every element in the game is controlled exclusively with the keyboard. <laughs> Has anybody so... tried bridge mode with a mouse and keyboard yet? Not personally, no. no. Mm. See, if, okay. see if that's a workaround. Yeah, because that would be the only way that I think you could possibly even pull it off. On a, on a Chromecast or on a something on the screen yeah. but yeah mouse and keyboard is definitely necessary for so, interesting story through a fantastical world it looks like a new adventure uh, yeah I'm kind of I can't, it's, there's no other game really like it I think that's the best thing about this it's got such a a, a clever artistic choice and kind of obviously the keyboard it lends a lot to it but yeah you uh, be the muse and awaken the story apparently is the tagline it's also available on Switch so it definitely works without a keyboard and mouse so go check that one out. It's one of your other pro titles. Probably for me personally, without playing it down, probably the least interested one for me. But uh, that's just because I prefer to get stuck into all the action, which is why I'm super excited for the final game uh, of the month, which is Grime. Um, Grime is not only available on Stadia. Brian, you pointed out post-show to us as well that it's uh, only coming to PC and Stadia, so there's no uh, console availability at this moment in time. And not only that, it's also launching on the 2nd. So at the time of listening to the podcast, it's available. Destroy, absorb, and grow. Grime is a fast and unforgiving action-adventure RPG in which you crush your foes with living weapons that mutate and form and function. Consume them and kill them. It's a side-scrolling 2D action-adventure uh, where essentially it looks like it's in some crazy combination of Little Nightmare meets Doom almost mm-hmm. kind of world. Uh, the the new cinematic trailer they put out, I think, last Thursday maybe it dropped. Very, very detailed. Shows off all the kind of gruesome creatures that you will come across in this world. And for some reason, the protagonist reminds me of um, the, the main character from Medieval. Or mm. Medieval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he doesn't have... I think it's because the detached purple head he's got which is just some kind of vortex. But uh, essentially, yeah, you absorb your enemies, you take on their traits, their powers, their weapons, uh, and fight back almost in a, in a 2D landscape. Uh, I know we spoke pre-show as well, but the fact that this is, again, another Stadia exclusive, I guess, in that kind of console world that, that middle ground Stadia lives in, uh, it's a great shout. And this is probably the game for me that's probably going to do it the most. Different, exciting, and brand new, which is always the the big get for I think pro titles that you're getting a, a listed title day and day alongside its its global launch. Um, Richie, where are you sitting with Grime? Going to check it out? Yeah, I'll probably check. I'll probably check it out. Um, it's definitely it reminds me a bit almost like Child of Light, only darker and grittier. Mm. Grimier. Um, uh, yeah, grimier. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed Child of Light, so this might this might be one of them games that quietly gets its hooks into me. But at the moment, it's like, do I? Have, I have. I'm playing Mass Effect. I still haven't finished Immortals Phoenix Rise, Rising. I still want to go back to Control. I want to check out Valkyrie Chronicles. It's like, I, there's not enough time in the day. What you need to do is just quit your job, <laughs> and then then you'll have all the time. Uh, how about you, Brian? This doing anything for you? Yeah, this is definitely probably number two. I will I will check this game out um, for sure. Um, you know, I, I love the any game that has like a dark aesthetic to it. So. Um, right up my alley and then my only fear is that like i i just i hope it's not like a bloodborne style game where yeah i just rage quit and break my controller somehow yeah um that that, that would be my only concern with this one yeah that's that's a similar take to me i think um the, a few of the games i'm trying to think what the one out what was the one i had oh hollow knight i bought hollow knight on switch yeah. last year yeah 
the premise great the art style absolutely beautiful the the combat and stuff really fun far too hard for yep. for the time i've got in my life i i after so many deaths restarting back to that point like the the chapter point or whatever it is i just thought i just put it down because i didn't have the the time to learn the game enough to persevere past a certain point and at that point yeah I, yeah i move on and, and yeah richie doesn't sound like you've got any time <laughs> anyway so yeah. that could be a stumbling block for you too uh, i understand i appreciate what these games do just like the dark souls demon souls titles but yeah, someone who's only got so many hours on the clock, it's uh, <laughs> it needs a t- it needs a smooth playthrough. I actually don't mind playing games on easy mode now, or story mode as they call it, just to take in the story and then move on. Because yeah, I'm actually I'm actually working on a T-shirt design right now that says Team Story Mode, um, because like at the it. end of the day, there's people who are like masochists who are like, oh, I gotta play on hardcore mode, and I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> like <laughs> no, at this I- day. If I can hit credits on a game, I feel accomplished. So that's all yeah. I want. Certainly. Um, yeah, I, should... I don't have time to like brutalize myself to get good enough to actually enjoy it and harder difficulties. Certainly. Yeah. Absolute torture. <laughs> now, I do have a question for you guys because Grime r- arrives a day late. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys fall with them announcing pro games and they're kind of being like, it's not going to be available on the first day of the month? Uh, how do you guys feel about that? <sighs> It it comes down to the marketing again. I actually tweeted out last week because there's a there's a bit we could dig a bit deeper on this topic actually because the pro games didn't get a blog post this time mm. around. It was a tweet, and I think I believe on Facebook as well. I'm sure there are other socials did, but if you're not on those social channels, it was. And again, I'm sure there's gamers out there who just wait till the first of the month and then it shows up in the store and surprise. But yeah, it's an interesting the the messaging, I guess. Just needs to be a bit clearer. I, I tweeted out about the pro games because I don't. Well, the next story I guess we can get into is the Marvel Avengers free weekend that was. It's been and gone now. So sorry, listeners, if you didn't know, you've you've missed it. Uh, along with the Olympic Games, we played it last Thursday. Great fun, fantastic games in their own right. But on the marketing, the Avengers banner had the pro red side and mm-hmm. the pro title, and I said, is it not a bit misleading that alongside all of the other five games that are coming to pro within the same week? you're getting Avengers with the same artwork, the same aesthetics put out there. And again, some people said, oh, you need to read the full article, but that's not how marketing works. Is if you're putting something out as a visual image to be shared, screenshotted, copy and pasted, unfortunately, the article doesn't always follow with the imagery. And Yeah, if, if you just want to see what's coming up and you don't, a lot of people don't want to sit there and read a blog post. They just want to sit, mm-hmm. look at the pictures and go, oh yeah, we're getting Olympic Games, we're getting Control, we're getting Avengers. Yeah, so back to your question. I think it's just a lot more clarity, maybe a little asterisks in there. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's. I think for me, it's perfectly fine as long as it's told ahead. You know, like, hey, yeah. FYI, this is coming on this date as well. Or I'm even down with like in the past where them like we've got one more pro game coming at the end of the month, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. I can't wait to see what that is. But yeah, the Avengers one was weird because um, I saw they were trying to justify it too. Of being like, well, it's a free pro game this weekend, and it's like, mm, mm, mm. no, no, well, that's yeah. If I claim it this then... weekend, I don't get to keep it. So yeah, it's not yeah. technically a pro. Game and Richie, yet, but... you pointed out before, I think it was either pre or post show from Thursday's stream. The tweet yeah. that went along with it is the games are on the house as well, and yeah. then the image. So it's almost as like it doesn't say anywhere in that initial promotion that it's it's limited time. It just says the games are on the house. Big image of Avengers with the pro banner surrounding it. And again, yeah. we all know what happens with things online. It just gets shared and spread out and it turns into almost like the Whisper game. And 
Yep. It, again, and it, then we it, get an article leave, that says the state yeah, is going out of business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just leaves it too, I think, too open to interpretation with the internet and the stigmatism around Stadia at this moment in time. I don't think they can risk that <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Avengers taken away from pro gamers three days after going on pro. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It was never on pro, <laughs> technically. Yeah. If, you, if you have a free-to-play weekend underneath that pro title, yeah. then suddenly, oh, that, I, get it, I get it for the weekend. It's just... Just yeah. being clear about what it is. And yeah. Like I said, even yeah, if my, it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. No, I was going to say my favorite trend right now is where um, journalists will take like three tweets and be like, gamers are outraged. I'm like, you took three people. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing so, here? Of course, that gamers, like that outraged. gamers are always be... outraged. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, I could definitely see that happening in this type of situation yeah. of just yeah. being like, stadia owners are outraged, or stadia owners demand they're going to quit, or threaten they're going to quit. It's just like, yeah. that's unnecessary drama that they. Yeah, so it was just an interesting choice on their end. Yeah, we've said for some time, I think clarity is just, again, they're learning the way. It's still a young business, and it's, and again, roles change, people move in. We've saw how much the marketing has changed just since Shaka obviously moved in. Uh, uh, what month was it, Brian? <laughs> Uh, May. Correct. Uh, five points. Five <laughs> points for you. Um, that shout there to Ryzak and I'm the I'm never going to forget quiz. that now. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like the year's 2065 <laughs> pub quiz mm-hmm. down at Brian's local with, with his uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Child, child as well, who's a full grown adult by then. And uh, yeah, what month did Shaka take over as Stadia Community Manager? Yeah, shout out to Ryzak and uh, the quiz he does over on his channel there. Um, but that kind of brings me full circle to talk about my next thing. Is every week I do a mafia check in, Brian, um, mm. for games that aren't coming. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about being open and honest and stuff like that. Clear communication between companies and their audience. Um, mafia Definitive Trilogy. We're now 310 days away from it launching on consoles. Back in September 2020, the 25th to be precise. And uh, yeah, we still hear a peep, not a peep from these, uh, the developers, Stadia. And uh, that's just my little rant for the week. I always check in with it. 310 days, folks. We're, all, we're creeping up on that year mark since we heard anything. Um, not just the announcement, that, was actually ha- that actually happened earlier. The actual date it launched on consoles, which back then, that's when I thought it would drop on Stadia in line with that. Maybe a month later, at a push. 310 days now. 310 days. But uh, the other thing I want to get back to... be the trilogy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the three games. I wonder if that's part of their games for the year. Now, mm. if we get the Impro, I think it's redeemable almost slightly, but... Maybe, as long as it's not a free weekend yeah. for Mafia, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, see what yeah, that I ends up being. I would see Mafia 3 going pro, or the first two going pro, yeah. and then the third one being kind of like what they did with Hitman, right? Yeah. I mean, was Hitman 3 pro? No, not yet. No, but that was no. a that was a brand new release and one yeah. two were. Well, this yeah, is yeah, this is true. a trilogy that was sold piecemeal yeah. because the first one wasn't finished. So two and three definitive edition launched on consoles, and the original definitive, which was a full remake, it wasn't just a remaster, was was kept until the September launch. So if you bought it on disc, it didn't come with the first in the series, which was such a messed up way of doing mm. it anyway. But it's just it's the silence that gets me. It's the absolute silence from all parties involved. Like someone just has to answer to their audience because I was excited to play it and I now don't care. Which brings me mm. on to the next one. Uh, a lot of people thought Ark Survival Evolved was going to be an August pro game as we were told summer was the last update, I believe. And yeah. now we're going into September when we get the next lists. I don't know if September's class is summer anymore, but the reason I wanted to specifically bring it up is because Brian, you started your YouTube channel five years ago, and your first video was an Ark Survival Evolved drinking game. 
And in yeah, that yeah. video game, you quote many, many times, very intoxicated by the end, I hate Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I've got, it's a two-part question. One, where do you think Ark Survival Evolved is? And two, will there be a round two drinking game for this game you clearly hate so much? And has, has it still on Stadia had any impact on how much you love this title? So um, summer in the United States technically ends September 24th. Okay. So the summer guideline, uh, they could still launch. At this point, and what's interesting, sorry, to answer your question, yes, it's still going to come in the summer. I think it's going to be a September game or it could be a shadow drop August game. Um, I, I definitely think it's still coming. But it's interesting how much of a hot button issue this has become mm-hmm. because like I mentioned arc in one of my videos of being like this game's coming to stadia and someone in the comment section was like it's a joke that you even consider that game is coming to stadia i'm just like wow like people are getting really heated on this but um you know for me arc is one of those games that i think that people need to kind of readjust what they're expecting with it because there's no story i mean there's a story but there's no story to the game like you make your own experience mm. with that game and um it can be the funnest game in the world where you're literally building a castle taming dinosaurs and Doing you know, trading harvest and farms and stuff like that and playing with friends but then that game is brutal where you could be harvesting wood in the forest and a raptor runs up on you and kills you in two bites like it, it is a brutal game and you know when i was doing the drinking experience it was the sense of just like I was having such bad luck where I was landing. Like where I was landing, it was just like raptors here, um, giant snakes here, scorpions here, other players killing you. So it's like adding alcohol into the mix to that is, is always, always a challenge. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's it. I, I definitely when it comes on art, when it comes to Stadia, much to my wife's disappointment, probably I, I, I'm there's going to be a part two to that for sure. Yeah um because it's i do hold that game in my heart you know i i have over four thousand hours in arc um and um there's there's a point where the arc historians will be able to understand where i'm coming from from this but like they put an update out i want to say it was like three years ago and it wiped every server accidentally like there was a bug in it that just completely wiped every server so at that point i had like three thousand hours or something in the game and i had like this moment where i was like i just invested three thousand hours of my life into this game and now it's all gone and i'm just like what am i doing with my life like yeah that's the moment where you go right i'm out i'm done yeah Yeah. do i start again or do i call it a day right here Yeah, and I just remember being so devastated because I was like, oh, I lost all my dinosaurs in my buildings. And it was just like that first realization where you're like, you're ta- you're not talking about anything that's real. Mm. It's just like these digital ones and zeros that I was so devastated about. And yeah, I've I've been very um very casual with Arc since then, but it's a game that's built for the clouds, man. Like it, on PC, it's like something like 150, 180 gigabytes or something mm. like that. So I mean, it's definitely on stadia it's gonna be it's gonna be fun yeah it's uh i know that the, the audience the community is clearly clambering for it because of the like i said the story that's developing around it and I, I think it is just the length of time from from announcement to release and we know what they like with shadow drops and not putting dates on things and i think it is just that ambiguity around well we don't know when so it will be exactly the same as waiting for a bus waiting for a train your, your flight to leave at the airport if you didn't have a time on it you would just 
naturally get a bit anxious about, well, is it coming? Is it not coming? What's happening with it? Because, again, I think we just like to be informed. That's it. And yeah. back well, to our it's every, previous it's every piece. Month when the, it's every month when the pro games come out. It comes back into oh, the Oh, here it comes. Cause still, <laughs> yeah. Because wh- where is it? That's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, I don't think people really consider is that Ark has a base game, which is called, like, Ark Vanilla. Mm-hmm. And then that's the island. Um, but then on top of that, there's like seven other maps and three of them are community designed. Um, so from a, from a stadia perspective, studio wildcard, not only has to make sure that arc vanilla works, Mm. they have to make sure that every single one of those biomes and maps and, uh, all the dinosaurs and everything like that works on cloud. And I mean, I can say this with confidence, it barely works on PC. Mm. So um there there's rubber banding issues on xbox and on playstation i mean it, it, the the game has its challenges so it's like i can understand why it, it's taking longer on cloud because i think that that's a that's just a completely different development cycle for those guys so i i just don't want it to be broken when it launches i, I think it needs to be a polished game so mm-hmm. that's kind of where i'm like man take as long as you want i've got plenty of other games yeah. to play right now I, yeah, think, I think at this point, if it launched broken, <laughs> then I think that would be it. It would be done. Mm-hmm. It needs to, it needs to come out the gate. So with it's not their fault that it's like this narrative is built up behind it. Yeah. But mm. Unfortunately, there is that narrative, and if if it's broken and released, people are going, "I'll wait this long for this." Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not too much more. Then, ladies and gentlemen, it's still summer. The sun is still high in the sky. Hopefully, not yeah. so much in the UK, but maybe where you live. It might. It was be. 104 degrees in Texas yesterday. So I, I mean, going off the Celsius, which we use over Celsius. here, that's past boiling point. So that's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I just forgot about that. So what's that? That must be about 30s. About 40. 40s? 104 is 40. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. About 40 is... degrees. Yeah. yeah. That is toasty. Nice but toast. I'm yeah. sure you're set up with aircon over there we, yeah we, but, we don't. You know, i was doing yard work yesterday and <laughs> oh, well. adult things you have to do so. oh i love a bit of yard work um yeah. but speaking of uh what we talked about with arc and some of the rubber banding and the, the sheer scope of the game thankfully stadia are working away team stadia behind the scenes with the developers to cut down on jank and load times in the cloud and uh, we actually got a surprise post this week over on the stadia dev blog uh, where essentially they break down a bit of inside information of how the games run how the games function and this is the this is the time of the show i would love to hand it over to tom who of course is an uh, it teacher and he breaks down all the nitty-gritty Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but the crux of this article is that the way the games feed things is through a virtual pipeline where the data is gathered for everything that's going to happen in the game. So they they describe in the article that if if a monster pops out, they have to find that file of the monster's image, render it, bring it into the gameplay, and put it right in front of your character. What they have the benefit of doing here is the pipeline, or the game, has multiple versions of this monster... So because it can run multiple versions at any given time, it's quicker. Is essentially what I took from that. And then every time we as gamers play the game, it remembers that and it feeds that file from our experience back into the same memory cache or cache to reuse again. So essentially the more people that play games on Stadia, the better Stadia will be from all of the kind of like, it's almost like learning from experience. It seems to be like a perpetual cycle of that. Correct me if I've described that wrong, or put me in my place if I have done so. Um, Richie, you got any take on that? Any more tech, um, techie teacher tips? 
I'm going to be perfectly honest. I read the article, <laughs> but I didn't get, have enough time to read it and fully understand it. So, so you're telling me what you need yeah, is the, Brian the, 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 to make a small social yeah. video about three or four minutes long explaining <laughs> the breakdown of how yes. this works. Then you'll watch yeah, it on um, your lunch break at work with your sandwich and digest that's exactly, it. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I think from my understanding, they're just basically optimizing the pipelines using what the machine learning stuff that Google, very googly stuff. <laughs> yeah, Google. unfortunately, you're gonna have to wait a little bit for that video because <laughs> I have the brain of a monkey. Um, when when articles come out that talk about like tech jargon or anything mm-hmm. like this, terabytes, teraflops, or anything like that, my brain is just like it just melts. I, I, I so I read this article and I definitely read it, yeah. but I didn't yes, I read comprehend the words. <laughs> at all. Yeah, there's a, there's a really good graphic yeah. image that comes with it, which essentially shows the the pipeline cache servers, which it looks like I, I'm picturing these as like just states of the game. There's your monster, there's your monster, there's your monster, and you turn a corner, and there's your monster. It's one of these three, and then what happens is you see the monster, and then like we know with state share and stuff, Stadia can capture that moment, loop it back around. So instead of having three versions of the monster, you've now got four. All the millions of players who play the game, they add up and Stadia just keeps them in the cloud. So then going forward, they're able to cut load times down because they've got infinite versions of this monster rather than three. It's not just um, load times that it's going to affect. One of the biggest things I think players might see is if anyone's played FIFA, you occasionally get these moments where it's Mm. not an issue with the cloud. It just gets a bit jarry where the game was struggling to keep up with itself. Mm -hmm. It should streamline that sort of stuff. So the bit of jankiness where you get a bit of stuttering in the rendering... That's, yeah. I think, the biggest thing that end users are going to see from it. Yeah, there's a Just very important issues. part in the article. They mentioned the pipeline cache addresses the issues storing the pi- the compiled pipelines, which just means all the information. It says the 100 millisecond compilation time for a pipeline becomes uh, under one millisecond with this new version. So that's one minute of load screen work now down to under a second, which mm. obviously every second is important when it comes to streaming cloud gaming. Uh but it just means it's going to be super fast. And it's only going to get better over time. And in a weird way, the gamers are helping out with this. The more we play the games, the more variations there is to store, save, and then funnel back into the game. Um, it's like a hydro power plant, but for games. It's just constant cycle. Um, but from this little graphic they've put out, I just want to put a little note on, side note on this one. Uh, the little image they've got for Stadia in this article, the little hexagon with the S on it, is that a Stadia console? <laughs> what is that? That little white hexagon there with the Stadia logo on top. Is this is this concept art for a physical console? I'm only playing, You know, of now that you bring that up, I mean, that was my big takeaway from this because I remember looking at that graphic and being like, man, I want to know what their, what their dev kit looks like. Yeah, because traditionally like... we would get just the logo, but this is actually on a little box of some sort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That might just be an internal symbol. I'm sure it is. That's what we use. We needed something for our design docs. Yeah. I mean, it literally looks like loads of Windows documents being shared with loads of PowerPoint arrows as far as this image goes, but... So this is a deep question, and obviously we don't have time to jump fully into it, but I always, I like to gauge other Stadia players. If they offered a console, a physical console, zero streaming, would you pick it up? Yes. But that's, um, I feel like that's also biased because of what we make here. And I, I need it on my shelf behind me to, to go, look, Yeah, there it is. But as just if from a gamer's point of view, I yeah. don't think I would need it. 
But from mm. a content yeah, and stadia think... fans' point of view, I probably want it for the collection to go with my wasabi and every other piece of shit I don't need, but I have anyway. Yeah. Richie? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see how it would be beneficial to me, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I probably wouldn't because I have I have stadia, I have multiple ways of playing stadia in my house already. It would cost my entire house, so it's like I don't know where this would actually improve my 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 experience, so I probably wouldn't. And that's yeah. why he's yeah. in charge of finances for the channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, my my response to that has always been is like I don't want a console as much as I would just want the ability to download games so I can play them offline. I think that that would be the biggest request that I could have because like with me traveling, uh, mm-hmm. if I could continue my Stadia experience on the plane, like yeah. while we're in the air, that would be killer. Um, and then almost like how Google Docs works, where it saves your experience when you're offline, like almost mm-hmm. have a Stadia offline mode. I, yeah. I think that that would be huge for them more than just a console. I think it would be good for like rural areas of countries where the internet service isn't as good so they can get them people into the ecosystem as part of the country catch up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in, so in the, 2077, the, when internet's fiber is absolutely everywhere, then you can mm-hmm. like get rid of them. Oh, God. Can you can you imagine the articles, though? It's like, oh, Stadia, then get Stadia banned in cloud gaming. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's for, mm-hmm. that's for another day. But yeah, uh, the, the load yeah, time yeah. news is fantastic. Uh, yes, um, I would buy one, Richie, evidently not. Let us know in the comments yeah. below if you would buy a physical console um, just for the sake of it or just because uh, you think it would be necessary. Uh, moving back to a little bit more about games. We spoke about the internal workings of games. Let's get back to some more that have been rated. So we've got a couple of games listed uh, this week for Stadia from our friends over at Stadia Source News and also a special shout-out to Cody uh, Cody Malone as well. Uh, Maloney, sorry, I saw loads of his tweets going out where he's seen them on the rating sites. Uh, first up, we have The Falconeer was rated by ESRB. Uh, saw Through the Skies aboard a majestic warbird Explore a stunning oceanic world and engage in epic aerial dogfights in this BAFTA-nominated air combat game from a solo developer, we should point out, the one Thomas Sala. And uh, essentially, to, to put a finer pinpoint on a gentleman, it is uh, eagles with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads shooting around in the sky. And uh, that sounds cool as shit to me. I don't know about you two. Uh, Richie, what do you make of this one? It's like, it's like Panzer Dragoon but with eagles and lasers. Yeah, I, I think it's one that I'm very in, much interesting, but I do feel I want to see a bit more of the game like before I, I would commit, but it could be a really good pro game, to be honest, especially with it being a sing, single developer. Yeah, I, I'm interested. All the money goes to him. What about you, Bryant? I'm definitely interested in this, but I'm trying to remember. Is it... Oh, see, I always get this game in Falcon Age, which mm. is the VR game, Confused. Is that Ubisoft, um, that one? Or? Yeah, that's uh, that's one where like you can like cast your falcon out and it like attacks people. But like this game does look fun. Falconeer, it, it, it looks pretty sick. BAFTA nominated, yeah. so it must be doing something right. And, oh, yeah, uh, I'm, sure. I'm always impressed with games when it's they say it's one developer, like just mm-hmm, one, yeah. just one person one sat at their computer yeah. coding away to the heart's content. And uh, yeah. it, it, video games are so crazy that you can have these studios that have like thousands of employees, for better or for worse. Activision Blizzard, we won't get into that here. Or you can have one person sat in the house. It, it's, it's video games are so cool, man. Like, yeah, amazing. Um, other ratings we had this week, which leads us into our side quest topic. Uh, we got some titles from Outright Games, who let's let's face it, they are going to town 
on Stadia ratings at the moment. Uh, we have, where, where have we got the list? We've got, I'll put them in certain order. We've got uh, Troll Hunt or DreamWorks, to give it its full title, Troll Hunters from Gilmero del Toro, Defenders of Arcadia. Just rolls right off the tongue. Um, that one uh, has been rated on Stadia. So jump into the world of Troll Hunters, or Troll Hunters. Um, Jim Lake Jr. as Jim Lake Jr. <laughs> to stop Pog on the Trickster Troll and his sneaky plans. Uh, it looks very much like a, a 3D, 2D side scroller game with little mini games in and amongst. Evidently based on DreamWorks Troll Hunters. I, for one, have never heard of this franchise or IP hey, yeah. before. Uh, Brian, any any further advance on Troll Hunters? Is this your favorite movie of all time? Oh. No, I mean I, I'm I'm a big Guillermo fan, and up until you saying his name, I had no <laughs> idea he was involved. So I'll give it I'll give it a I'll give it a look just for Guillermo, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, this, this isn't really for me. It looks like yeah, if you took maybe Grime, took away all the griminess, and give it mm-hmm. to a, a children's TV show and DreamWorks, evidently, that, this is what you would get. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's rated. It may be coming. We will see soon. Uh, but that wasn't the only one. Uh, if that doesn't do anything for you, Brian, we've also got Race with Ryan, which this is... one I would like to take a. I'll let you explain what it is, but I would like to make a comment on this game. Now I'm, I think I'm in the same boat for the same reason as you. So Ryan's well has come to life, and it's every bit as colourful, fun, and fast as you imagine. Pick a racer. Head to one of six magical locations and step on the gas to show your friends and family who's the fastest, who the fastest racer really is. Uh, this is from, I believe, the same world as like the Paw Patrol people, and uh, it's a kart racer called Race with Ryan. Brian, why is this? Uh, why is this doing it for you? So, um, number one, love kart racers, but I, I would like to call out Ryan. So if you guys don't know who Ryan is, Ryan is one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. Uh, the channel is called Ryan's World. Uh, it used to be called Ryan's Toy Review. And uh, here at Walmart and all the local stores like Target, he has his own toy line and he's got video games apparently now and he used to do unboxings and play with them. So this is his video wow. game, outright game. But I, I, I'm going to call Ryan out right now because <laughs> granted... He's like a nine-year-old boy or something like that. But if you think you can come into the cloud gaming space and immediately become the best, you know, gaming YouTuber now because you got a video game on Stadia, you got another thing coming. I'm going to pop into your racing game and I'm going to hit you with some blue shells. All right, Ryan? <laughs> you watch we, we, can, we can give him third place. <laughs> it, it sounds like Brian, you're challenging this this ten-year-old boy <laughs> to, to a race in his own game. <laughs> Yes. See you he on has the track. million subscribers, so I think we can understand why I'm challenging yeah. him. Can we get in that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah. it's, you love to see it. Yeah. Uh, huge cast of Ryan's friends are along for the uh, race as well. We've got Policeman Ryan <laughs> in his patrol car, Red Titan Ryan, Gus the Gummy Gator, Pirate Combo Panda, uh, plus many, many more. Uh, for me, I just the, the fact that we're getting a, a kart racer, I would have took yeah. Nickelodeon yeah. races, I would, I would have loved to see Crash Team Racing. Uh, I would have took uh, the... Oh, was the one with the soapboxes? Just everyone's in a soapbox. It was like... Oh, Coffin Dodges, was it called, I think? It was Were a you... Lego kart racing for Oh, Lego kart racers for the PC. That was that was the jam back in the day. But uh, yes, Race with Ryan, also rated by Outright Games. And then probably the one that's more more my street because I have actually watched this show. We're also getting Adventure Time, um, the Pirates of... En- 
Enchiridion? I phonetically spelled this out in the doc and I still feel like I've said it wrong. Enchiridion. Enchiridion? Is it from the cartoon? I do not know. This it's adventure time. I hard fail. Because they're going to be like, Enchiridion. They're gonna, it's going to be in the comment section. Yeah. Most likely, most likely. But uh, I have watched Adventure Time uh, with Jake and Finn, of course. Um, I don't actually remember much of it for some reason. I watched, I think, the entire six seasons, whatever it was, and my brain now, I can't... If you said, oh, what's your favourite episode? My brain would just blank. Um, but either way, I always like the fact that the Ice King's voiced by Spongebob. That does something for me. But, uh, yeah, uh, Richie, I think you're a big Adventure Time fan as well, right? I wouldn't say I'm a big Adventure Time fan, but I do. I have watched probably, I think, maybe four or five seasons, and I did, did enjoy it. But, I'm like, it was like... I'm sat here trying to go, actually, yeah, I can't really remember any specific episodes. I just remember enjoying Adventure Time. Yeah, it's that weird oh, yeah. line between, it's obviously a children's cartoon, but it's also yeah. the, the comedy for adults is 100% there. And I think that's that's the, yeah. that's the best show, especially for parents. Something that you can both enjoy across all ages. Um, even if you are uh, Ryan with his 19 million YouTube followers, uh, you could enjoy this just as much. But uh, yeah, it is uh, the land of Ooh is underwater and it's up to Finn and Jake to find out why. Join our heroes as they explore the high seas and search for hidden clues, interrogate shady subjects, uh, suspects in fact, and fight pirates to solve the mystery. Uh, it's essentially, it reminds me of just the Spongebob game we got not too long back. 3D action platformer, jump around, take different shapes, solve puzzles, collect things with the Adventure Time voice cast as well from the series. Is it an action platformer? Because to me, it looks like a turn-based combat. Oh, actually, yeah. Now you said that out loud, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. It's a JRPG. (laughs) It's not really. Uh, Yeah, sorry, turn-based. I thought thought there was like some open world-ness to it. But I guess we'll have to find out. I mean, Pokemon's technically an open world. That's true, but... Either way, we'll find out. They've all been rated, which is never a guarantee, we should point out. But all of these titles, and some we reported on last week, have all came from Outright Games. There seems to be some deal going on with Outright Games, which I'll throw it over to you, Richie, leads us to our side quest topic for the week, where we're going to be doing a deeper dive into one of these particular subjects from the show. What's our topic this week, Richie, for side quest? We've actually talked about this briefly in the past, but we felt like with so much with this news coming and and in honor of Tom's new child, congratulations again, Tom and Holly. Um, we're going to do an episode on should there be a Stadia Kids subscription. Mm, so we'll be diving into all that immediately after we record this podcast. And don't forget, our members get this up to six days early today. In fact, the time of recording on the Sunday, uh, from as little as ninety nine p, you get access to that special badges, stickers, and emojis. And exclusive chat content as well. But don't worry, we don't keep anything. If you want to keep that 99p in your pockets, do not fear. It will drop on free feeds on our YouTube channel on Fridays as well, six days later. But if you want it early and you'd like to support us a little bit more to bring you better Stadia quality content, hit join below on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much. Finally, moving on, wrapping up for the show, gentlemen, a couple of updates for some games we got this week. We have Avengers updates uh, they've just had a free weekend. I've seen my Twitter feed explode with people playing it, people checking it out. Our Discord chat, there's a couple of people in our community who've been playing it for the first time, mostly the campaign, enjoying it while there's been four uh, times four XP, discounts on bo- uh, bonus boosters and new unlockable stuff as well. But for me, most importantly, War for Wakanda, the Black Panther content that is free, of course, to all owners of the game, uh, is coming on 16th of August. So just under two weeks away, we'll have... New story content, which for me seems to be proper story content. It's not just the the Hawkeye, the Kate Bishop stuff was... I mean, Richie, we did a live stream of the Kate Bishop stuff yeah. and we finished it within two hours. So it wasn't lengthy. Like We actually got the end of the live stream and that was just it. 
it was over. Yeah. So this is a substantial one. It's a whole new area, Wakanda, a whole new hub world, along with a story and obviously a brand new character in Black Panther as well, King T'Challa himself. So, uh, Brian, while we've got you on the show, where do you sit in the, the Avengers world? Have you played the game? Have you checked it out? Who's your favorite hero? Yeah, I actually picked it up when it launched, and then I finally beat it three weeks ago. Um, so it just kind of fell off of it. But, I mean, it played the original story. I haven't played the Kate Bishop thing, so I guess I have a question for you guys of, like, with this Wakanda update, do I need to play through the Kate Bishop stuff to get to the Wakanda, or will it be completely separate? I would say it's not necessary. It will probably okay. add another layer, potentially, for where maybe where Wakanda has been through this whole time. <laughs> Similar okay. to the movies, okay. how has it existed and no one knows? I feel like the Kate Bishop stuff might add another layer as to why we're now in Wakanda. Okay. Wakanda? Wakanda? Why do I say it like that? But either way, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily important. And if it okay. is, you could finish it in two hours. So, <laughs> like you said, yeah, yeah. That was two hours in the live stream. You could probably finish it quicker if you went for it as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. skip all the side pieces. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just excited for this. Um, it does lead me to laugh a little bit, all those poor people who purchased it on PlayStation for the Spider-Man exclusive stuff. Yeah. And it's still not even... I think they're actual... The developer did come out and clarify... Um, it's in the article I've got. Uh, today, Black Panther's news makes no mention of the long-awaited hero Spider-Man, who was revealed to be coming to as a PlayStation exclusive in early 2021, prior to the game's launch. Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos um, addressed it and said, it's still on the roadmap for the future. That was it. <laughs> I wonder if they got so much negative press for that one that they're just holding off as long as they can to yeah. bring it. Black Panther yeah, was the studio's priority. inevitable. It's, uh, it's, I'm yeah. sorry, what did you say? I think then you just delay an inevitable, though. It's like, then mm-hmm. it's coming regardless when it comes out. I think the longer you delay it, actually, the worse it is at this point. Well, and they had a lot of issues earlier this year with their community where it was like their community was upset that there wasn't enough updates and there wasn't communication going through. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like the first half of this year for them has really been kind of working the kinks out of the game. Like, it blows my mind that you can only now, you know, almost a year since this game has launched, be able to play as the same superhero as in the first Yeah, this, the, like, the, that's kind yeah, of crazy. They've too. explained that in some kind of time frame. It's like basically, like similar to the Loki show, if anyone's watched that, it's like there's variants of the same one, and that's now why you can play as four Hulks at the same time, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very interesting. I think Square Enix, in their own right, have some work to do around messaging. We've seen it a lot with the Stadia community and Outriders. It's been mm-hmm. three months, and their communication for the Stadia version of that game is has been non-existent very disappointing from i know a lot of people have reached out for refunds even after passing the two hour mark or the two week mark and that's just because of how little effort they've put into to letting people what's going on with patch updates i think the stadia version was the vanilla version for many many weeks months even possibly into that since launch so just glad i didn't buy outriders in the end <laughs> i was very hyped for it and then i fell off in the last week or so so either way uh, moving on though to one of the final stories of the week uh, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla has also added level scaling fun enough and the ability to use uh, one handed swords which has been a much uh, requested uh, need apparently I don't know about you guys your sword handling do you prefer two hander or one any preference um, usually in games I'd go for, uh, go for one but to be honest with Assassin's Creed I was happy to play with axes it just felt more right for more... my character more like a Viking. Uh, it is coming yeah. as part of the... I'm not going to try and say the word. 
I'll just butcher it completely. It's spelled S-I-G-R-B-L-O-T Festival. <laughs> it is coming out as part of this with some more updates and such as well. And they give a date for the next DLC content, which is the uh, Siege of Paris expansion, uh, which lands on 12th of August as well. So if you're still playing Valhalla out there, strap in because there's more on the way for this uh, evidently Assassin's Creed run into games as a service, which I do need to get back to, but time and everything else. Uh Final story. Out, oh, sorry. Yeah. Before we move up, we should point out as well with the level scaling, it is completely optional, and you can set different tiers of it. Yeah, it, they did so the same if for you're Origins. If you don't want the level scaling, you don't need it. But if you want to go up to nightmarish and make the game mm. even harder for you, you can. Yeah, it was. They did, cool. they did the same with Origins and Odyssey, where people found they finished the game and they were so high, the the final kind of moments were were even easier than the opening moments. So the game felt a bit un- imbalanced, and they tweaked that. But yeah, it always it always comes later for some reason. I'm guessing it just isn't priority when the when they launch these titles. Uh, but Assassin's Creed, great game. If not, and if you finish the main story, go check out our spoiler cast video where me and Richie spoke for well well over an hour and a half. I think it was. Uh, never intended it just got out a bit out of hand and we went down the rabbit hole as you can do with video games final one from me then this week is google stores had some updates nice little positive stories to end on uh, it looks like they're packaging gentlemen the new chromecast alongside the control actually brian i saw you tweet this was it yes just yesterday asking yeah, last, about uh, last night or I guess, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Right. It was last night, yeah, early hours of this morning for me. Um, yeah, they've put it online as it's the plain watch package with Google TV because yeah. you have to add that in there as well. Uh, you were asking probably the same way of thinking: is this like one just solid package, or are you getting sent two boxes in the post? Yeah, and I and I have a few people at Stadia following me, and I was really hoping some of them would have spoke up, but there's only one way to figure this out, so I just bit the bullet and bought it. <laughs> so um, uh, I have it arriving um, on the 4th, so I, I should know in about a couple of days now. Yeah, I think... I would be expecting two boxes, to be honest, because... One I, that's I where I'm at, because... You can customize I, your color combinations. Yeah, because I feel like it's too many um skews it would be if yeah. you have like if i mean mm. there's nine different options on or no more than that there's four different controllers three different chromecasts so i mean yeah from a combo perspective mm. that, that becomes pretty tough mix and, and match. then you got your add-ons as well with the, yeah like, yeah, yeah. Adapter, our, i mean our, as much as i would love to see a brand new um box maybe yeah. yeah i see your stack of controllers behind you i've got those exact <laughs> same ones hidden back behind here but i'd love to get new packaging uh, i think it would be really cool and you know as stadia progresses into retail you know now they've got best buy and they also have their retail store in new york city um they do need to do some more branding i yeah. think from from a package perspective that i think that this bundle definitely could benefit from yeah certainly we've we've been saying that for some time uh just regarding like if any physical presence out there within like the the game spots and walmart's where they have their google sections now and it's just some some yeah. physical presence out there in the, the real world that isn't just the cloud um but you like to think they know what they're doing they know what they're doing um, yeah. and final story for the week gentlemen uh destiny bungie put a blog post out announcing that crossplay is finally coming we got a little teaser a few weeks back when they accidentally flipped the switch on and people were going 
it's working, it's up and running, it's available now. And then he quickly pulled it away and said, no, 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 we were just testing the waters. Surprise. Uh, it's coming as part of Season 15, Crossplay Comes to Life, Guardians across Xbox, PlayStation, PC and Stadia will be able to join uh, all the fire teams and take on the darkness together. Uh, interesting enough, it looks like Stadia is being bundled in with the console platforms, so you're not going to come across any mouse, bar, mouse board, <laughs> mouse and keyboard uh, clickers out there. And they're also Unless going to... Stadia. Ah, I think I think that's the caveat. I think they're going to limit it potentially by the announcement to keep everything fair because they're in the blog post they're going quite in depth about keeping everything fair across all platforms. Uh, so much so they're actually going to rebrand everyone under a Bungie name. So your Stadia, your Xbox, your PlayStation name, you will all be given a Bungie title, which will have a bunch of numbers and hashtags and stuff next to it. Uh, but it creates a level playing field across the board where you can reach out to friends regardless of their platform. Uh, and they have also reiterated that cross-save will become clearer in the future. They were hoping to launch it in line with this, but they're having a couple of like glitches behind the scenes. So rightly so, they've, uh, they've held that one back until that is good to go because... For me, oh, that is going to elevate everything. Yeah, I have a save file on Destiny 2 on PlayStation that I'm just waiting yeah. waiting to pull across because I don't want to start from scratch again. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. Destiny, again, we know the one that Bungie have been supporting steady since day one. It's definitely one of the biggest flagpoles, especially with it being free to play. And we talk about barriers to entry. This is, for me, still one of the biggest titles on the platform that should be pulling yep. in audiences consistently. And I'm now hoping with cross-play and cross-save, all the people on the other platforms may want to detach themselves from their console going forward yeah. and try this out on their phone, at work, on the move. And uh, cross-play and cross-save just, just helps that helps that along. Yep. I think this is going to be such a huge update for the game, and I think it's going to bring life to it. Um, because, I mean, across the board, I mean, I was a big D1 fan, and Destiny 2 was fun, but um, with this update and then the new season of content coming up, man, they, they could easily knock this out of the park and become the most number one trending game in the, in the world again if, if they do this properly yeah it's it's end game content is why destinies thrive like we talk about avengers and like how the end game mm-hmm. was non-existent and how now it's struggled and the fan base falls off and just looking at the the free weekend they've just done people will come back and play it if there's stuff to do and that mm-hmm. is always the problem and destiny is just bun- i mean bunch of absolute experts when it comes to this but it just keeps keeps on living and every update makes it bigger and better and people come back to it and people play it. We've got friends who've put thousands upon thousands of hours into Destiny 2 and uh, there's no sign of that stopping anytime uh, in the future. It's interesting you bring up in-game content that Square chose to do this week or this past weekend as their free-to-play weekend and not the weekend right before Wakanda drops. Hmm. Because then you get everybody hooked. They're playing it. They like the game. And then this brand new expansion drops on Monday. And the only way you can get it is by buying the game. I feel like that would have been a yeah. huge win for them. That, that would make total marketing sense. I wonder if they've got like some yeah. kind of algorithm that says, like, oh, the trend is any new newcomers to the mm-hmm. game tend to take this long. But then you're yeah, totally right. Yeah, it would make sense to think you do it before. And then people would be like, oh, well, I enjoyed that. How much is this one? And again, the Wakanda stuff's free, so... Mm-hmm. Buying the game doesn't seem as harsh if you're getting a whole new world for free as well. But who knows whatever goes on behind the scenes of these companies. Uh, some things seem crazy. Some things seem dead smart. Um, but final story for the week, and then we will wrap up. Um, speaking of things that I guess aren't smart, but are very smart at the same time. Uh, playing Sekiro Shadows Die tri- twice with a blindfold on. A little fun one just to wrap things up for the show this week. There's a 
personnel there was crazy enough. Uh, he's got, his streamer name is uh, Mitchries. He completed Sekiro in four hours and thirty-five minutes, completely blindfolded. We, I can't even comprehend finishing the game in that time with my sight, let alone. Is, is he actually is he a speedrunner? Yeah, oh, he is a speedrunner. He's, he's done it yeah, a few times, and he's he's gone he's gone to shave his time off. But yeah, yeah, he did it over the last uh, the last few days, and I've seen a few clips from it. And he uses audio cues from like when he hits mm. the enemies, he hits walls with his sword to know where like the edge of the map is. He uses the grapple points to kind of realign himself in the world so he knows where he's at. And there's a few times he did have to reload a save point to kind of reposition himself in the world. And I'm just thinking, if I shut my eyes, three seconds later, I'd literally be at at a wall, just running into a wall, not not going anywhere. Some speedrunners are insane. If you ever watch like GDC sort of stuff, like they know game. Like sometimes you think, oh, game, like I know Ocarina of Time really well. Mm-hmm. then these people know Ocarina of Time really, really well to like a different level that I, was like, I just can't even comprehend. So. Yeah. He defeated one of the bosses by glitching them out of the world whilst blindfolded. Just let that sink That's in impressive. whilst blindfolded. Like if we all shut That's our horrible. eyes now and try to finish this podcast, I'd end up deleting the file, not knowing when I would fall off my chair or something like that. Put your hands on your head. Put your hands on your head. Oh, that's about the <laughs> limit of what I would be able to do. That is absolutely crazy. But it just shows that's you anything funny. is possible, just like watching this full podcast through its entirety. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this week's show, episode 97 of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. We do have some exciting news uh, in the pipeline for episode 100 as we come around to that being just on the horizon. Uh, Thank you very much again to Brian stopping by uh, as an honoured guest on this episode of the podcast. Uh, Before we do leave, Brian, would you like to let the people out there know where they can find you and what channels to look out for you on? Yeah, for sure. Um, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that type of stuff. Just go to The Nerf Report. Um, posting content over there, uploading videos daily or twice a day at this point, um, trying to hit every single vertical you know, portrait short mode for TikTok and, and uh, YouTube shorts and all that type of fun stuff. And then you know, we just try to have fun. Um, it, it's it, I think I look at it from the perspective of trying to hit that everyday gamer who's just playing one game a year and doesn't want to take things too seriously. So if you're looking for a fun experience, stuff like that, please... Hit us up, follow us on social, and then um, congratulations to you guys! Episode ninety, almost a hundred episodes. That, that, that's 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 a huge, huge feat on YouTube. So congratulations to you guys for that. Thank you very much. Uh, we're looking forward much. to it. It's still crazy to yeah. think that one we've managed it consistently. Every Monday mm-hmm. it goes out here, YouTube. Like you'll know all about uploading and thumbnails and all of that almost stuff. Two years we managed to keep this going. Yeah, yeah. It, even through pandemics and everything which is actually a weird way made it a little bit easier if we're probably honest just because we'll, we yeah. can't leave the house but less um, busy. <laughs> you're less busy yeah it, it's yeah it's all time and effort and we do it of course we'd start it as a hobby but as you'll know brian the community that kind of grows around you and specifically yep. for us with stayed yeah you're all a wonderful group of people and it, it just kind of i don't want to say it doesn't keep the lights on because that would be very worrying if that's where i was at in my life but it, it keeps the lights on up here in my head which makes me come back every week and gather the news and read the topics and talk about it because yeah your engagement your feedback uh, it's all about community we're all gamers out there we love to talk about games play games when we can and uh, that's what we're all here for so gaming and having fun play wherever makes you the most happy is what we say here don't we richie Play wherever makes you the most happy is our mantra. Uh, So thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you again, Brian. Very happy to get you on finally. It's been a long time coming, but you've been an absolute fantastic guest. And you will be hanging around for the side quest show as well, where we're going to go away and talk about... 
Um, steady kids. Is that an option? Should that be an option? What games could possibly be in that list? We're going to talk about all that. And remember, our members get it up to six days early. Don't forget to hit like if you somehow haven't done so already. That's the end of the show. My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. My name's Brian. Everyone forgets that. that right? Yeah, yeah that's you did it right. That's right. I we think don't tell right. people we're going to do that. We don't. Yeah, it's something we always forget about, but that's always how, how, the way we wrap it up. So, yes, we've yeah. been Sounds of Stadia plus a very special guest. Thank you for watching and listening, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great week. Get him on. Bye.